Coming to you live from Norman, Oklahoma. It's Burgers and Brats with your hosts Braxton Poe and Matt Marks. I'm not Braxton Poe, Matt. Well, you are not Braxton Poe. Braxton is out today, and we got our good friend Caleb Boydston co-hosting with me today. Caleb, good to see you. Well, we do live together, so we see each other a lot. That is true, right? <laughs> hey, so our cooking on the grill. First story. I don't know if you saw this. Monday. California Governor Gavin Newsom signs the Fair Pay to Play bill, which would go into effect January of 2023, which affects the name, image, and likeness of student-athlete. It would allow student-athletes to now be compensated for their name, image, and likeness, receive endorsements. This is going to be pretty interesting to watch over the next three years because the NCAA is going to fight this. Yeah, I, I'm kind of mixed on this because I've always felt that colleges should not pay their athletes. But if the athletes are smart enough to use their own name and profit off of it, well, why not? Other students can make a YouTube channel and profit off of it. As long as they're not using the school's logo, uh, not using the school logo to profit off anything, why can't they use their name logo? Because the school is profiting off them. Why can't they do it separately? Why can't they make a shoe? Why can't they make a YouTube channel or have an autograph session? Like, why can't they do that? Well, you know, this is a very heavily debate because there's a lot of people for it. There's a lot of people against it. And, and it comes down to, so if this, this goes into effect, players can have agents now. And this is kind of a big thing because yeah. when you're talking about college athletics, the word amateurism. That's the big thing, is amateurism, right? But they're not getting paid to play the sport. They're using their own likeness to pay it. And, which is the, and that's when it gets to, okay, if you're looking at D1 school, let's take example Jalen Hurts. Yeah. If Jalen Hurts can benefit and get all this money because he's the number one quarterback see, in the University of Oklahoma. You go to a D3 school, see, I don't you think, think they're going to have the same opportunities and the big opportunity to get all this money. You think that's fair. They're not. But they're not going to. But... That's different. I don't think Jalen Hurts should be able to wear his OU jersey, go on campus corner, and sign OU artifacts. But I think if he wants to make a YouTube channel or have a football camp to teach kids how to play football and charge him for it, why can't he? If he wants to hire an agent to make a shoe, why can't he do it? As long as he's not using OU's logo. Because I fully believe that uh, college athletes get compensated fully from universities. A college scholarship, uh, an education, food, housing... I mean, that's a lot. I mean, most of us college students are graduating, what, $40,000 in debt, and they are getting to play a sport they love, which is a lot of work. It's probably more than a full-time job, and they get an education for it. So, I mean, I don't think they're mistreated, and I do get the argument of Josh Jacobs or those whose families are suffering, but just think of it this way. If they graduate high school and start working a job, it's not that job's responsibility to pay for their parents, and it's not the college or NCAA's job to pay for those students' families. I mean, it's a messed up world we live in, but you can't use that as an excuse. You know, this is a very hot debate, and in fact, Ohio State's athletic director, Gene Smith, came out today saying he's against this, and he's currently on the board for the NCAA to look at options of how they're going to try to modify this rule, because they're, they have a meeting, I believe, at the end of this month, and they want to submit a report to say, okay, here's some of the options we have to try to change this name, image, and likeness rule to maybe modify it enough where you can make everyone happy. Because the NCAA is really worried this is what could happen. If California, I mean, it's a law, it's going into effect 2023, if it stays in fact and doesn't get changed or removed, what you're looking at now is those schools in California, if they defy the NCAA, 
and they start paying, they've broken NCAA rules, meaning they're going to get kicked out of the NCAA. What that means is half the Pac-12 would be ineligible to get any sort of trophy. They're not winning anything. Is that really bad? USC, UCLA, who else is in there? Fresno State? Sorry, Fresno State. (laughs) Sorry. I mean, they're not competing for anything anytime soon, so this is the state to do it with. Test it out. Because the NCAA is not losing any competition. I apologize to the state of California and their football programs, but... But California football, besides the fact that there, there's well, not really basketball, much UCLA basketball, maybe. That affects, look, this affects ever, the, the schools as okay. a whole. Oh, the gymnastics This team. affects the schools as a whole because and all softball. those sports are under the NCAA. That's true, but now Oklahoma gets to win softball and gymnastics every year. No competition. competition. Right? There you no go. competition. I'm in. I'm in. Start paying your athletes, California. But this really is a mess. Other states, New York wants to follow, I believe, North Carolina. The NCAA's really got something. They've got. Uh, a, I think this is something. This that's is gonna a happen. mess. It's gonna. It's gonna. It's gonna have to happen. I don't think the NCAA can fight this, especially with your bigger states, California, New York. Uh, I mean, it's something that's gonna happen. Well, if California, if this does happen, California may have to create their own league outside the NCAA. Right, who's gonna watch that? No one. The the thing is, they, and I. What bothers me is these are lawmakers getting in the way of college athletics. And I'm sorry, they've got more important things to do. Remember Mike Leach a couple weeks ago saying, those lawmakers need to focus on the streets of California, focus on the homelessness. You were there. A couple weeks ago, it's bad. So you've got major problems, and yet they want to stick their hand in this debate. Uh, Politics are just something else. That's, that's, ah, man, that's messy. That's why California, you need more work than just paying your athletes. Two athletes spoke out about this, and I want to just read a little bit. Justin Fields, quarterback for Ohio State, got involved, and he said, you know, I think some student athletes need money, of course, because not every student athlete grows up in the same background, as you mentioned. Some student athletes have poorer backgrounds than others. And, and that's a good point. I mean, not everyone comes from the same background. You have but families But at the end of the day, support- it's not the college's um, responsibility to pay for those students' parents. It is not. It's just because this, let's say, again, a student has a job outside of it, and that company is what, Coca-Cola or Disney? That company is not responsible for paying for their employees' parents, too. It's messed up, but that's those are some companies that are just as rich as the NCAA. The NCAA, it's a non-profit organization. It's corrupt. I think everybody knows it's corrupt, but it's not their responsibility to uh, give money to families of people who play in the NCAA. I mean... It's just it's not a free money scam organization. Should the players be able to use their own name and profit of it? Probably, but their name is only recognizable because of the universities they play for. So it's a ticky tacky subject, and I don't know what you. It's way. a very fine line, and that's why you know student athletes are allowed to work currently. Yes. But the fine line then with that is what, what jobs, and is that job if they're going to be a waiter or a waitress? Could they get extra tips? We'll say, we'll give you a grand because we know you're an all-star pitcher or you something like that. And see, one day a week. And, and then that's tips. where you go, well, that's, that's a, that's, that's, you can't do that. That's an extra extra benefit right there, you know? And that's the fine line because when you don't – That's what I think. If they work a, if it's they a, a job up, on so YouTube, they should be able to do it if they are a waiter. I mean, they just – I just think they should let students – if they are smart enough to be entrepreneurs with their own name, let them do it. Don't let them use the, your logo, of course, but let them use their own name. You mentioned earlier about corrupt, and someone really went after him today. Richard Sherman. I don't oh. know if you saw what he said. He said that he hopes this bill destroys the NCAA because they're taking advantage of kids and doing it 
in a uh, you know you know mask of fair play you know so kind of a, it's corrupt he basically said it is so I think we've decided this is just a corrupt messy situation it's very messy and this is probably about to come full on collision because NCAA is going to fight it you've got a California and maybe some other states that are going to want this to happen you have a full backing I mean Gavin Newsom Governor Gavin Newsom on Monday signed this on LeBron's show didn't know LeBron had a show but he's got some. I think you know, LeBron's probably the most powerful man in the United States. Yeah, he's he's, he's got a very big platform, and he's a hundred percent behind this. So you think LeBron James will run for president one day? You know, you never know in this world. Maybe it's possible. Yeah, it's, now it looks like it's just going to be uh, talk show hosts, athletes, and uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Celebrities running for president. Uh, Things are getting crazy. <laughs> this is going to be a fun. Things are getting crazy, that's for sure. But this is such a hot topic, and it's going to be fun to watch. Well, maybe not fun, but very interesting to watch over the next three Entertaining. years. Entertaining. Entertaining is a good word. For the next three years, what's going to happen? Uh, and this could get very ugly. And yeah. NCAA got, has got to play this right, and they've got to figure out some solutions fast before maybe this gets out of hand even further. So we'll see what mm. comes from this. Okay, so switching gears. We are. We just finished the regular season for baseball. I know how big of a baseball fan you are. Ooh, America's right? least favorite pastime. Right? Okay. You're wrong. Okay, it's right above soccer. It's right above. It's a good sport to take a nap to. Golf and baseball. But don't you love the atmosphere of going to a game? I've been to a few. Yeah, whenever it's 120 degrees, I love walking home with my skin sunburnt and red and okay. sleeping. Which games have you been to? Have you a couple Texas Rangers. I've been, been, been to Oklahoma State Dodgers game, a Texas Rangers game. I went to the St. Louis Cardinals game when the Marlins beat them. <laughs> Go wow. on. Sorry <laughs> you had to witness that. It was a great game. I mean, I, I do agree. I like I enjoy going to games, but 162 games, it's just long. And how do you? How does a fan watch every game, especially September? These games don't matter if you're not making the playoffs. I mean, the draft doesn't. I just. I don't know. Well, I mean, any sport. Playoff, if, if playoff if baseball. You're out early on, playoff then baseball you're is fun. working on development towards the end of the season. I that's mean, true, but in on, basketball or football, the more you lose, the higher draft pick you get. And with baseball, the draft picks. I mean, they're not super important to get a high draft pick because. It's hard. Mike Trout was picked what twenty third. It's hard sometimes to develop talent, and sometimes those top picks don't pan out. I mean, that's how the game goes. But it is. This is a fun part of baseball now. Playoff baseball. I do tune in for that. So, looking at the playoffs, we've got some fun matchups that I'm really excited. This should be a good playoff. I I mean, there are some really as long as the Astros lose, it's a good playoff. You know me. I'm not a big Astros fan, so I'm rooting against them. Um, but I, I want to just kind of run down real quick. So we've got the Twins and the Yankees. I had it before coming in the season. Okay, Yankees high-scoring series. It is going to be a high-scoring series. In fact, that's, I, that's I think watch. at the end of the season, the Yankees and Twins tied for most home runs. For most home runs of in the league, like 450 yards or feet deep, 450 yards. Well, I mean, oh, when you got Aaron Judge and Stan and Nelson Cruz and yep. Miguel Sano. I mean, you got all these power hitters. It's going to be a fun, entertaining. Home run bashing series. I like I like the Yankees to win it all this year. I think I, they they're deep. So Yankees taking that series, right? Yeah, I mean, from the baseball knowledge I have, I have Aaron Judge right there, Giancarlo Stanton. That's about all I know. So Friday, the Rays and A's are playing in the wild card game. It's a one game. You move on. Do the fans of the Rays know they're playing? I don't know. They don't have many. And that's another Are thing. Are they going to be in Canada next year? How's that? I kind of haven't heard about You know, that I don't sense. know what's actually happening. You know, the split with Montreal and Tampa. Um, but it's sad because how, how good the Rays... Rays have been good for the past over the past decade. 
They've made wild card games. They can make it to the ALDS. I mean, they even, in 2008, made it to the World Series. But yet, attendance is so bad. We've talked about it on this podcast before. Anything in Miami, Miami, anything in Florida, but Miami teams too, are not good. Okay. Sports-wise. You have the you have the Florida Gators, Tim Tebow. Okay. You have Florida. Florida's having a good Florida season. Florida State have Florida won a State. game. Yeah, won a game. won a game. Whoa. Oh, gosh. What else is there? Uh-huh. Miami almost beat North Marlins Carolina. Marlins are not good. Miami's not good. The Miami Heat. Yeah, UCF, the best team in college football right oh, now. That's right. You're right. You want to call them and give them some love? They were the 2017 national champions, so right. might as well, yeah. Yeah. They have one fluke loss, and everybody jumps off their bandwagon. UCF for life, baby. Didn't know we had such a big UCF fan here. Wow, Josh Heupel, greatest coach in the NCAA, right behind Lincoln Riley. Coach of the year, right? Uh, last year, year before, yeah. <laughs> second second place, Lincoln Riley, number one, of course. So are you taking the Rays in this game versus the A's? Yeah, I like the Rays. It's in Oakland. So the I Rays mean, win on I the I mean, the Oakland would have won if they would have kept Kyler, but they messed that up, so I like, I like the Rays. I think Kyler just said no. Well, it's because nobody wants to live in Oakland. Right. Oakland's ballpark is bad. And I think they're getting uh-huh. a new one. That's it's, why. It's that's bad. why. That's why Golden State left. Everyone's that's like, leaving Oakland. That's why Kevin Durant left. It's okay. I can relate. Okay. Well, well we're not talking about KD, but oh, now sorry, you got sentimental. But oh. the, the winner of that plays the Astros. Uh, just pencil the Astros and the. You don't think you don't think there'd be an upset? You think the Rays or huh. the A's could take down the Astros? Yeah, I'm not a baseball genius, but even I can see how dominant the Astros. Like their four starting pitchers are all what top fifteen, top ten in the league. I mean, I, I just, I just, that's a sweep there. I think the Yankees and the Dodgers may be the two teams that can beat the Astros in a four game, seven game series. So yeah, the Dodgers will take on the winner of the uh, Milwaukee Brewers, Washington Nationals. Um, I think you can kind of pencil in Yankees, Astros. Versus the Dodgers, I think that's going to be your World Series matchup. But it's going to—I mean, I could be wrong. Here's a series that sneaks under the radar. It's the other two teams in the NL. It's the Cardinals against the Atlanta Braves. I'm a big Braves fan. I like this young core. You've got Ronald Acuna Jr. and this kid good. is insane. This kid is like 21, uh, and he's mashing like 40 home runs. This guy is fun to watch. He was in the home run derby. Wow. I, I think I think the Braves. I would love to see a Braves Dodgers matchup coming out of the NL. That'd be fun. It's gonna be fun to watch. I mean, this is the part year of baseball that I actually watch baseball. So now, it's what's not good. what's not so fun are for some other teams that didn't make it, and they're gonna have some changes come the off season. I want to just po- point these out real quickly. So Kansas City, Ned Yost retired. What do baseball managers even do? Put a lineup in? I mean, do they? I, what do they I mean, do? that's you know is. Kind of silly of that of a question. That's actually you know a lot of people talk about that. And actually, former Tigers manager Jim Leyland was on a podcast or something, shift. That, something this morning, and he was talking about how the importance of managers. Because people will say, I mean, managers come and go. Really, what what do they do besides send the lineup, get the team culture, you know, do some instructional hitting and pitching and things like that. You know, managing has changed a lot in this era. Analytics. Analytics is the big thing. You're seeing older managers pushed out, younger managers coming in because it's all about these big on-base percentage and looking at these stats and looking at these situational hitting. There's no more of this gut feeling baseball. You know, That's the best baseball right there. And I agree. I like the old school gut feeling. Now, I agree some of these situational matchups, you need to do things, but baseball is being overtaken by the shift. It's being overtaken by... All these, you know, these numbers and situational things, let them play the game. 
Right? Let them play. So, Ned All Yost... Three hours and ten minutes of it. It is long. Yeah. 165 games a year. How many games are there? 162 games. 162. So, things things are changing. And uh, more changes may be coming to, to MLB because they, they want to maybe lessen the games. They maybe want to... They play 494 hours per year. 494 hours per year. 21 full days of baseball they play. How can you watch that? For 21 straight days, constant baseball. That's their schedule right there. That's 165 games averaging out three hours per game. 21 days of games throughout the year. So when I look at it, and we're talking, and when I look at a sample size, so when I tell people, okay, how do you know who's going to be a playoff team? I give it two months. You wait until the end of the season and look at the playoff bracket. That's what I do. <laughs> I'm pretty. I'm 100 percent every year. Wow, good for you. I never miss a team actually. I look at. I give it about two months because I want to see. Well, the Rangers looked good for two months. They did look good for two months, and I thought they would be. They led the wild card, and then July hit, and it tanked quick. So how can you after two months if the Rangers look good after two months, and then everything else happened? Well, that's why we play 162 games. Things happen. That's right. All right. So Ned Yost retired. Angels' Brad Osmus was fired. Shocker right here, Cubs' Joe Madden was fired. But that had been talk all throughout the season. His contract was running out, and they said it may be time for a change for the Cubs. That's right. That's a big move. If you're not winning, you're not staying. A lot of rumors saying that he's going to go. He used to coach for the Angels back in the day as a bench coach. It looks like he, he may come back there. Uh, Pirates fired Clint Hurdle. Giants' Bruce Bochy retired. And Padres, oh, the lowly Padres, fired Andy Green. Padres still not going anywhere. Even with Manny Machado, didn't do anything. Didn't do much this year. So. Wow. Wow. Go baseball. Go baseball. Go right? Rangers. Yay. Okay. Hey, new ballpark, though, for the Rangers. I may watch some games now that I'm not dying. In yeah. It'll be some AC. All right. So, college football. You watched a lot this past weekend? Catch some I, games? I, I dabbled. I dabbled. You dabbled in some games. So, remember when Maryland at the beginning of the season <laughs> was just, like, winning big? Like, like scoring like 72, They were the 79. best offense in the league. Best offense in the league, yeah. was shut out over the weekend by Penn State, 59-0. to zero. That's not 60. That's not good. Okay. That's not good. Okay, my my big game of the week, Clemson and North Carolina. Clemson looked bad. The AP poll comes out. They drop to number two. You know, I, Joe Klatt's been talking about this. Ranking should not come out until after the first few weeks of the season because these uh, preseason rankings are affecting the rankings in the middle of the season. There is no possible reason you should look at this Clemson team, watch them play, and say they are better than Ohio State. They are better than Oklahoma. Heck, even Wisconsin looks better than Clemson. They are getting all this love because they won the championship last year in this preseason voting. I mean, this isn't the NFL. College teams change so much from year to year with uh, draft people getting drafted and seniors graduating. I it's just frustrating. And the Sports Center tweets out these polls: Who's the top four, five teams right now? And you don't even have Oklahoma in it. You don't have LSU in it. It's just Georgia, Clemson, Alabama, whoever else. Uh, I mean, there is a is a it's, a, it's, it's a always Clemson State. and Alabama in the last five years or so. I mean, they've won it in the past five years, but Clemson does not look good this year, and that is the toughest game remaining on their schedule. The ACC, ACC is, is very bad. bad. So Clemson's just getting a cakewalk to the playoffs this year looks. I mean, Oklahoma's schedule is not much more difficult, but we've got Texas probably twice, Oklahoma State twice, a ranked Kansas State team, an undefeated Baylor team, 
And Ohio State has to go through Wisconsin, has to beat a rival in Michigan. Alabama has to go through that, finally, a SEC conference that's actually more than two or three teams deep this year. And then Clemson has to skate by the North Carolinas of the world. I like to rag on Alabama because of their schedule, but when you look at it compared to Clemson, gotta play Alabama's got a tougher schedule. They're going to play Clemson. They're going to play maybe either Florida play or Auburn. Or Florida Auburn or Georgia. They're playing Auburn. Auburn looks good. Yeah, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of Auburn, and you've got a freshman quarterback. Bo Nix looks good from that yes. opening night against Oregon. And he looks good. But the good news is the Pac-12 is officially eliminated from the playoffs. Oh, uh, so is Notre Dame. So it's going to be the Big 12, Big 10, ACC, and then SEC in the playoffs. It looks like already one from each. One from each. Either that right? or two from the SEC. If it sounds like that, come on, Oklahoma or Ohio State or Wisconsin. Oklahoma had a big weekend playing the Texas Tech. They're still so hated on it. I don't. Fifty-five to sixteen. They Their defense looks above average this year. All we needed is was an average defense. That's all they needed. We average. Were, we were at the game. How did you feel when OU got back-to-back three and outs? I mean, look at the defense from feel? last year. I didn't believe it. Now. I kept slapping myself. I thought I was dreaming first. They looked good. They looked physical. They looked dominant. Especially my favorite part of the game was whenever Texas Tech took a cheap shot on our running back, Kennedy Brooks. They come out, get an OU gets a personal foul for being aggressive. I love those fouls. Whenever somebody takes a shot at your team and you go out there and defend them, back them up, get a stop, that's a personal foul I love to see. Whenever you are defending your team, fired up and going for it, I will take that one every time. That OU defense hasn't had that fire since who? Roy Williams, maybe? I mean, it's been bad for a while. And we're seeing that fire on the defense. It again. looks. It's. I mean, if this defense keeps rising, I don't see how Oklahoma won't be better than these dynasties Clemson and Alabama had. Because nobody can match Oklahoma's offense and Lincoln Riley, especially with these receivers coming up and Spencer Rattler coming up. I Oklahoma could win some a lot of championships here in the next ten years. Yeah, we talked about the Pac-12, how they're pretty much shot. I don't know if you saw what Mike Leach said. So Utah oh, beat him thirty-eight my to thirteen. Favorite quarterback in the world. Sorry, Lincoln, but Mike Leach is favorite quarterback. Coach, I could be a quarterback yeah, too. Whoever he wants to be. To be. Like, uh, Mike Leach has the personality that you want your grandfather to have. He, you want him to be your crazy uncle. He called his team out for being soft. Fat and dumb, right? I mean, uh, they were they lost. Who they lose to? Utah, uh, wow, thirteen. Wow. I mean, they probably because they throw seventy times a game. Do you think now that Washington State? I mean, now they're what? I think this two is who losses. Washington State is every year. They're a eight to seven, nine win team. They lose these games. They win games they shouldn't. Lose games they shouldn't. I mean, this is who they are. But they had. They, they, Last year they had the goat and Gardner Minshew. That's well, they won ten games, eleven games last year. Yeah, they they, they won ten. They have now lost back to back, but that UCLA loss where they blew a thirty-two point lead in the third quarter because they can't run the ball and they can't run the clock out. There's no reason they should, should have still been that passing. Their the mentality is shot. I think they're yeah. they're gonna keep sliding. Yeah. So one other game, Texas A&M. How are they? Baylor four and zero. Texas A&M three and two. Three wins are against teams they should have beat. And Texas State, beat. Lamar, and Arkansas. And they lost two games big. Clemson and Auburn. That SEC bias. Oh, somebody needs to call these SEC homers out. Well, Arkansas almost came back and won. That Texas was a close A&M ending. is not good. So, speaking of Texas A&M, I've got a question for you. Who is more overrated? Is it Jimbo Fisher or Jim Harbaugh? I think the answer has to go, who has won a national championship? And that's Jimbo Fisher, who has done nothing in the college football, and that's Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh needs to go back to the NFL where he was 
successful, or he needs a quarterback like Andrew Luck. I mean, without Andrew Luck or Colin Kaepernick, he has done nothing. I mean, he's, it's just his name that's keeping him there. Jim Harbaugh, 41-15 and 15 at Michigan, 1-3 and three in bowl games, 10-3, and three, um, three times, three seasons at Michigan, but he can't beat Ohio State. But he wears some cool khakis. He's the khaki guy. Right? I mean, if they want to be the Oklahoma State of the North, I mean, go for it. Be average, have your coach forever, win some games, make it to the bowl games, lose to teams you should lose to, and beat the teams you should. Uh, I mean, he's overrated, yeah. He's, yeah. An, he's an average coach. Jimbo Fisher, though, you know, 12-6 and six now in a year That's, and a half. It's at, Texas A&M, though. It's the most subpar program in history. He doesn't have much to work with, so he's, he's going to bring him up. I mean, he's, it's the second year there. He won a championship with Florida State. And then left, and now he's working with Texas A&M. So you got you got to give him time, right, to build. Yeah. But how much time do you give him if he if know, they go four years, five years, get his whole recruiting class in for him? I mean, he can't be on the hot seat with as much as they're going to be paying him. What the next yeah, he's, five, six, seven years? He's, I don't know how long yeah, he's, he's not going anywhere. Jim but Harbaugh, you, on the other hand, you think Harbaugh's out after this season. Uh, if they have if, a subpar season, if it's yeah, it's looking like yeah. I don't. I mean, his name is so big, and he graduated from Michigan. I mean, maybe he has enough pull there to stay there and be average. But I, I wouldn't want him as my coach. So we'll put this on our Twitter. We want to hear your thoughts too. And let's wrap up with some NFL talk this weekend. And I know big fantasy weekend, right for you? That was a big fantasy. Uh, uh, well, not not too good for your team, right? Your wide receivers let you down. I, uh, yeah. All right. Okay. So. Patriots taking on the Bills. Patriots win sixteen to ten. Were you surprised how close that game was? Uh, yeah. After the first quarter, and what the Patriots were up sixteen to zero, ten to zero, something like that. I mean, if they don't block that punt, the Bills won that game. The Bills' defense is real. I think the Bills have to be taken seriously this year. If they don't have those miscues against the top two team in the league and the Patriots. They had a real shot at winning that game. And I think Josh Allen, he threw like three interceptions. interceptions. He threw three, three interceptions, interceptions, one right at the beginning of the game. Yeah. So And they're, they're a young too. team. He's a young quarterback. I think the Bills will be a playoff team this year. I think the Patriots actually have some uh, competition in their division for once. And by competition, I mean they're not going to win by multiple games this year. Really? Really. I think it's okay. I think it's going to be closer than the experts think. So Patriots are 4-0 to start the season. And the Bills are 3-1. and one. So another, There you go. Another 4-0 team, the Chiefs. Had a very close one against Detroit, 34-30, to back and forth is all day. Is Detroit good this year? I mean, that was their first loss of the year. Well, remember how bad they were a couple, back in the day when they were 0-16? Remember those good old days? That's going to be the Broncos and Dolphins this year. I'm so sorry. It's okay. I'm so sorry. Tanking for Tua. Tanking for Tua, that's right. Or Jalen. Or, or anybody, right? anybody but you Joe. need a lot of help in Denver. And offensive line, probably Bradley Chubb's out for the year. Yeah, and Joe Flacco ain't cutting it. We need a new general manager. Yeah, it's going to, that's, yeah, that's, ah, uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. So, a fun matchup, a team that needed to win, and I said it was a must win, Browns at Ravens. They're both now tied 2-2, two and two, and that's the top of the division, everyone. That's 2-2. Two and two. <laughs> But Baker Mayfield but the, looked Ra- better. The Ravens have lost to the Chiefs, and then they lost to the Browns. That's a good, those are two those are good, good teams. Good loss. Baker Mayfield looked yeah, better, but also saying. the 40 points came from Nick Chubb's three touchdowns. So I don't think you can take Baker Mayfield out of the doghouse just yet. Uh, he's got more to show this year. I'm a huge Baker fan. I wanted to show more, but 300 passing yards, great. One touchdown is what completion percentage was in the low 60s. 
good, not great. He's he's got more to show. If you're playing him in fantasy, though, he had his best showing with like 16 points. So uh, well, it's still not great. Know, still not great. That's right. Lamar's the fantasy quarterback to have right now. Yeah, he's had some good weeks. QB one after four weeks. Who would have thought? Wow, not Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is QB two. Wow. Wow. Watch out for that race. Patrick Mahomes didn't have a single touchdown pass this past week for yeah. the first time in his career. Wild. For his high scoring, it was 34. 34 points. 34 no points. No touchdown pass. No touchdown pass. Wow. 360 passing yards, and he still put up good fantasy numbers. So Sunday night football, Cowboys Saints in a very low scoring 12 to 10 surprising. win for the Saints. Why was that so low scoring? What well, happened to the Cowboys? Their high powered offense against the Dolphins. Saints, Saints shut them down. Dak didn't make you know because they throws. played a good defense for the first time. Y'all are so high on Dak, but the second he plays a defense above average, he's back to normal and not a very accurate, not a fast runner. I mean, he Zeke. Helps him out all the time. Amari Cooper helps him out. A very average quarterback who looked good against bad competition, and everybody's saying, pay this man, pay this man. No, the Cowboys could win with nearly any quarterback in this league. With their offensive line, Zeke, their receiving corps, and their defense, you put any quarterback there in the hub of winning year. I'm just going to remind you of your quarterback, Broncos quarterback, hey. Joe Flacco. He's elite. He's okay. Super Bowl champion. What's well, that? You're wrong. you're wrong about Dak, but you're wrong. Okay. Okay, Joe and Flacco, Super Bowl MVP. Dak Prescott, never Super Bowl appearance. The Cowboys haven't made it last year. Took the Rams in a close game. But they they didn't make it. They didn't lose. So hopefully L. they can go further. L. Okay, and then Monday night. Okay, so we're in October now. And you know what's at the end of October is Halloween. Halloween. And you know, scary things. You know what was scary? The Bengals' offense and how bad they are. That's, they are trash. That's that's a horror to watch. I think it was this joke was more of a horror. That was a good try. Well, thank you. I, I, I think they're more of a Halloween as their colors, orange and black. I think that's closer to the scariness you're looking for. Well, it's just a disaster and a dumpster fire. Well, it's kind it's of a nightmare. It's a nightmare to watch. They have three points in... Well, having the Steelers' defense in fantasy, I thought it was pretty fun to watch, but that's just me. <laughs> Andy Dalton uh, was sacked eight times. Uh, eight times. Next year, of uh, the starting quarterbacks this year, what are the quarterbacks that aren't going to have starting positions next year? Well, I think you bring up a good point. I think Andy Dalton's days are numbered. I think, they they, I think, I think he's the number. Joe Flacco's hopefully are numbered. What do you what do you think happens in Pittsburgh, though? Mason Rudolph has the rest of the way. You think Big Ben is going to come back, but do you think Big Ben goes elsewhere? I Mason Rudolph, he hasn't looked. He completed an insane number of passes last night, but they were very few or below or above 15 yards downfield. It's a lot of dump offs, hurting Juju's game. Uh, so I mean, if they keep winning games and he Mason uh, Rudolph develops the deep ball like he had in college, I don't see why they wouldn't stick with a young guy. I that's just me. I mean, I love young quarterbacks. And if you have that person, why mess that up? I mean, you can probably get I don't know, a pick or so for Ben Roethlisberger for a team that needs to compete next year. It's wild to think that some of these quarterbacks that you know we've grown up seeing they've been in the league to, forever are starting to get. Well, the good news old. is Tom Brady's going to be there forever. Tom Brady will probably play the least. I know. Days. I mean, Ben Roethlisberger all of our life, Drew Brees all of our life, Tom Brady all of our life. Who else is there? Um. Man, let's see. Yeah, Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers has been around a while. Russell Wilson's been around a while. Yeah, what, 2012? Like. I, I mean, you know, it seems a while, you know, now. Yeah. I mean, it's compared to the others, not as long. But yeah, it's crazy. It's so, so, well, you know what, Caleb? Good talking to you. Thanks for being on. You yeah, know, was, being on again. And uh, had to increase the rating somehow for you guys. Oh, gosh. He's got a big head now. But <laughs> hey, be sure to follow us on Apple. 
on Spotify. Spotify. Most importantly, follow us on Twitter. On Twitter, at Burr's Brats. Thanks for listening.